Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. We've got a lot of crazy stories today, and our first one's from Rufus8658. That time my mom decided that she didn't have to pay rent. This was about 20 years ago in late 2000 or early 2001. My mom was one of those people who simply didn't understand that she had to pay for things. She was famous for running up huge phone or power bills, not paying them, and getting mad at the company when they turned the service off. Her reasoning was that they should understand that she needs the phone or power or whatever. To her credit, I guess she did pay her rent, though she wasn't happy about it. Not in the way that everyone's unhappy with paying their rent, but like, she deeply, deeply resented it. She took it personally. One day, she learned about the legal concept of squatter's rights. That is a thing, and in California, it means essentially, if you live in an abandoned property and improve it for five years, with no owner coming forward, you can claim ownership. What she thought this meant was that if she stopped paying rent, she'd become a squatter and have the right to stay. Needless to say, her landlord disagreed. She did eventually give in and start paying her rent again after a couple of months, but needless to say, she didn't stay in that house much longer. Honestly, that was an impressively dumb idea. I don't know the legal rights on what you could or couldn't do, but if I had somebody do that to me, I'd be trying to figure out every way to force them to leave that property. If they had a lease, I'd want to break it. As a landlord, there would just be too many red flags. Do you think this entitled mom's decision to try to take advantage of squatter's rights was more of a dumb ignorance of understanding how squatter's rights worked? Or would you say that they did this more out of a self-absorbed entitled, I deserve to have this happen for me type of way? Or both? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Chov Chov of Our Legs. Went to a party at my friend's house. I was berated throughout the whole evening several times by my friend's mother who also made unnecessary remarks about the other guest's religion, Islam. So some of our friends are Muslims, and they've been fasting every day due to Ramadan. My friend graduated a few days ago, and she invited us all to her house at 7.30pm. I'm usually a punctual person, but I end up being late in these occasions because I wait for my friend, who is pathologically late, hyperbolic expression, at all times. She jokes about it being a black thing, but I'm not kidding when I say that she's always late, sometimes two to three hours late. This behavior and lack of respect for everyone else's time was the sparkle of many discussions, but we've come to the conclusion that she just won't change. So whenever we invite her, we give her a meeting time two hours before the actual meeting time. The reason why I wait for her is because we live so close to each other, so we usually ride the car together. Anyway, this time we weren't the only ones being late, as our two Muslim friends always have iftar with their family, so we decided to pick them up and go to the party together. We texted our friend and she was okay with it, but as soon as we entered her home and we greeted her mother, she started yelling, do you think this is alright? Why are you always so late? I apologized and informed her that this time, our ever late friend C was actually ready by 7pm, strangely but we decided to wait for our other two Muslim friends because we didn't want to eat without them, and that we warned her daughter so that she would have known. Through the dinner and the party, she'd alternate friendly chit-chats, even spanking my butt a couple of times with harsh tones of disapproval, and reminding us that we were late as always. 
Other two Muslim friends came later, and I caught Mother trying to hide her frustration. These two friends came right after work, but of course Mother had no idea, and neither did she care. She never actually complained directly with them, and she took it out on my friend C and I, because she's known us longer than everyone else in the house aside from her own family. I'd respond firmly but still politely. When she caught me washing the dishes and cleaning up, she threw a tantrum and said, All the others were here by 7.30pm, and they were such great help before the party started, and now you come here thinking you can do the little work that's left to be done? At that point, I reminded her of all the times we came to help her before and after her parties, lunches, dinners, and that I was not tolerating being treated like I've never helped her before. Moreover, I wasn't obligated to help her, never before, and not now, as a guest. If you decide to host a party, you don't get to feel entitled to be helped out by your guests. If they want to help, then that's great. I still decided to wash the dishes to calm down and get away from everyone. There were 50 plus dishes and glasses, and I doubt the other guests had to do greater work than I was doing. Knowing how mother parties go, they probably helped preparing the tables and placing the dishes and chairs. She never lets anyone else touch her stove, so I doubt they helped her finish her cooking. She'd also gnarly ask, why would anyone not come at 7.30pm when asked? I told her that she was right about C and I, especially C always being late, but the Muslims weren't at fault, and her daughter was informed about their arrival time several days prior. It's like we all revolve around her and we should all put aside our needs and plans just to be in time for her parties. People got lives, some of us even work on weekends, and we'd rather be late and still see each other than not hang out at all. Then when all the Muslims were gone and only a few of us were left, she started talking about one Muslim girl who was there at 7.30pm and just watched everyone else eating as a prime example of a good guest. Or that time she and her boss invited a Muslim diplomat in her boss's house and forgot about his religion? They cooked pork. Just pork. And they didn't tell him. She said he seemed to notice it was a different kind of meat, but ate it anyway out of respect for her boss's hospitality. And she said, See, why can't your friends be like that? At that point I was tired. And when I'm tired, I either stay quiet or just stop giving a freak. This time it was the latter. I said, I do not agree with you. And everyone went silent. Let me tell you this. No one ever dares to object to mother because it's a lost cause. She never gets into a discussion to find a middle ground. She does it only for you to give up and say, you're right. I told her she was a hypocrite for demanding respect in her house when she doesn't have any for her guests, even making unnecessary remarks about their religion. I apologized to my friend, her daughter, but I couldn't tolerate racism in front of me, especially when she talks about our friends. I was also greatly disappointed by how our friend never asked her mother to stop saying those things about our friends. What kind of friend are you if you can't defend your loved ones? I even pointed out how her other daughter was serving pasta with ragu, and when I asked her if it was beef on behalf of my Muslim friends, she said, I don't know, laughing nervously. My Muslim friend was understanding and said, It's alright, but pretend you're certain about it being beef when those other two Muslim girls ask you about it. They're very observant and religious. Strangely enough, after a pointless discussion about religion and culture, mother still asked me to come over the next day, seemingly with newfound respect. What the freak? I replied, oh, I don't think we're welcome in this house, and declined. Probably I'm also fed up with her questionable behavior towards her daughter's friends. 
if not unsolicited comments against other religions. She'll point out how much weight you gained, how bad you look. When my friend and I finally lost weight, she never once complimented us. She's the kind of person who loves making people feel miserable, even her own daughters. Well, I gotta say, this mother sounds horrendous. To me, it sounds like this mom checks off just about every awful person checkmark box short of putting their hands on people. This is one of those situations where you pull your friend to the side and say, I'm sorry, but we can't go over there. Your mom is insane. Like, you just kind of have to tell them how it is in that kind of a situation. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video's got great stories, like our next one from Sydney444. Mom doesn't care about my safety and is more concerned with her image. I just thought I should add, my dad passed away a month ago, and it's been hard on me and my mom recently, but some of her actions and irrational decisions are concerning. This happened last week, and truthfully I've been having nightmares like my mom drinking and being sloppy drunk, and another where I was at our house and someone tried to attack me because they were extremely drunk. I'll explain the story and why it just upset me, 21 year old female. My mom, 52 year old female, and her friend decided to go to some bar. I at first was deciding against it, but ended up going with her due to her guilting me. We had a pretty decent time, except I noticed she was drinking a lot more, and she explained that she doesn't have her rings on her because she isn't married anymore. She had a couple of beers, shots, and mixed drinks, telling everyone my father passed away. Drinking isn't like her to the point of being sloppy, but it's in some ways understandable under the circumstances. The bar closed at 1, and we were getting ready to leave. My mom flips out about me or her friend driving and decides to ask some guy at the bar, 36-year-old male, we were talking to to drive us home. He agreed after my mom seemed fairly excited about the idea. I just found it disrespectful that a month later, she let a stranger come into the house my dad and her lived in together. He was making a toast to my dad and talking about energy and just the most off-the-wall crap. Maybe 15 or so minutes go by and she's still drunk and I don't want to basically take care of my drunk mom because she says mean stuff and assumes whatever she says drunk is 100% true and everyone is wrong around her. Things like, I have my boyfriend and she has no one. I decided to go shower to avoid it. The guy's still there. By the time I get out of the shower, my mom's passed out asleep. I ask her friend where the guy went and she said she told him to go home. I walk back into my room which faces the driveway and just look out, his car sitting in our driveway, but I just assumed he was getting his stuff settled and was about to head out. Maybe 15 minutes go by and his car's still in our driveway. I walk into my mom's room and let her friend know. She opens her phone and he called over five times and is asking if they can still hang out. She ignores it and tells me he'll leave. I walk back to my room and another 15 minutes go by and he's still in our driveway. I go back to my mom's friend and ask her if I can call the cops because it's been 30 minutes and it's weird. She says it's fine, he'll leave. I decided to wait 10 to 15 more minutes. This time goes by and lo and behold, he's still sitting in our driveway. I go back and say I'm calling the police. She says it's fine, I'll tell him to go home. I wait 5 to 10 minutes and because at this point he would have been in our driveway for over an hour. I call my boyfriend who's a few hours away from me and tell him what's going on and I don't know what to do. He immediately tells me to call the police. 
I try to calm myself down before calling so I can get the story out without freaking out and losing my thoughts. I call and explain what's going on, and they send someone down to the house. They tell me to meet them outside. I see them pull up and head out. The officer talks to me and says he seemed overly drunk and is surprised my mom agreed to let him drive us and asked me if he seemed intoxicated when driving us. I said he seemed fine, but I don't know him and how is he drunk? I explain he came in for a few drinks in the house and the officer explains she can't claim trespassing because he was invited in and a DUI would be too hard to take to court. She asked me what I wanted to do and if I just wanted him gone and out of our driveway. I say, yes, that's all I want. I just feel uncomfortable, and I told her my mom and friend were both passed out asleep, and she gave me an odd look like she was worried about me. She tells me she's going to find a ride because he admitted he was too drunk to drive, and they should only be 20 minutes away and they'll wait in my driveway for his ride so I can head back inside. I call my boyfriend to let him know what's going on and explain. He's worried about me and pretty mad at my mom. 20 minutes go by and the officer calls and says his ride will be another 20 minutes and that they'll try to stay in the driveway but if they get a call they'll have to leave. Thankfully they stayed the whole time and his ride got him. I've been up since 2am and it's now 5am. I've been dealing with this mess that could have been avoided. I get up and I'm obviously upset with my mom for allowing me to be put in a dangerous situation that she didn't even have a clue happened. I just stay quiet most of the day and ignore her. She asks why I'm being so crappy to her, and I just break down and yell at her about what happened last night. And she didn't seem to care or understand the danger she put her daughter in, and that I had to talk to the police all alone at 2am with a complete stranger in our driveway. She apologized but was saying her friend was a bad influence on her, which is usually what she does when she messes up, puts blame on whoever she can easily pin it on, even though she let the situation continue to play out like it did and I told her I had to call my boyfriend because I had no idea what to do. She then flips out and insists I text him and tell him it wasn't her fault because she doesn't want him to judge her or for his mom to possibly find out. We go to dinner and multiple times she asked if I texted him and told him it wasn't her fault. I lie and say yeah he said he knows and understands. I am dumbfounded at her ability to apologize for her actions just to turn around and make sure no one judges her and to make sure they know it's not her fault. She was more concerned about what people thought about her and how she looked and not what I just had to experience and the stress it put on me. Side note I forgot, the guy started to dance with my mom in the house and she started to cry and say she felt he was meant to be there. I'm kind of wondering how much grief is being an influence in this situation? Like maybe OP's mom's really going through a lot of stuff after losing their husband that's influencing this reckless behavior, I don't know. Or you know, maybe it's just indicative of how they are as a person. But I feel like there could be a lot of potential underlying stuff going on here. This next story is from Um No B, feeling helpless and in the middle between my mom and husband. My mom and dad divorced since I was 12. I was parentified to take care of my young sister. My mom got married three times and she had from her last marriage two kids. Her husband does not want to work nor spend a penny, so I transfer her monthly $250 so that she doesn't starve. Plus, I bought her a car. I live in another country. However, yesterday her husband physically assaulted her by throwing furniture at her. She wants to find a place to rent on my expense. Her family won't even offer to take her in. And I can't just sit and watch her because I know next time he'll kill her. 
Thus, I have to send some more money, but my husband's fed up and doesn't want me to give more money, especially that we're expecting a baby. But I can't dump my mom. What to do? Frankly, I have a lot of respect for OP for how much care and attention they give to their mom and their situation, just trying to make sure that their mom doesn't end up homeless or starving. I don't envy OP because this is a very tough situation where it almost comes to a head where you've got to choose between your own interests and your own family and supporting your own mom who is admittedly in a terrible situation. Our next story is from Set It Off 23. Grandma kicks us out and acts like it's our choice. Okay, so for context, I, 19-year-old male, live with my older sibling, 24 non-binary, in our RV. They love the idea of RV living and plan to live in it forever. I, however, am living with them temporarily to get out of my borderline abusive parents' house, story for another time. I'll call my sibling Ash and my grandma, well, grandma. So Ash lived in a town a few hours away with our dad, but when my dad got divorced, they moved to my current town. My grandma let my dad move in with her and let Ash park the RV in her backyard. At the time, our younger sister lived with them, but about six months after they moved here, she decided to move back to her hometown with her dad. I moved in with them in September. Well, almost the entire time I've lived there, my grandma's complained about almost everything and has tried to control our lives. I understand rules about living on her property, but when I asked out my coworker, she told me to just stay friends in case it doesn't work out. He's currently my boyfriend and complains if we don't do laundry often enough or if we're too loud during the day and much more. Well, recently she decided to renovate her backyard. She needs a new AC unit and she's getting a loan on her house. She's using that loan to do the backyard. Because she's over 65, she won't have to pay it back. The bank will get paid back when they sell the house after she passes. She gave us six weeks to find somewhere for the RV. Now, neither Ash nor I plan to stay in our small town forever and are trying to save up. We only have to pay our car bills. We only have to pay our car bills. I pay them rent in the form of helping pay off the RV and anywhere from $50 to $70 each to our grandma for water and electricity. If we get a lot, we won't be able to afford to save up and would be stuck. Every time we bring this up to her or our parents, they just shrug and say, oh well. The thing is, we don't even have the proper RV hookups and she refuses to get them installed even when we offer to save up and pay for it which means we can't use the AC, our summers get up to 117 degrees Fahrenheit, and we have a limited amount of electricity. Well, none of the RV parks are available, and she keeps complaining that we don't wait until the last minute, because that's when she'll start to get stressed. Well, we talk to our mom and stepdad, and surprisingly, they're letting us put the RV on their property, which is good and bad. Good things are no rent, proper hookups, and no grandma. Bad thing is it's like 30 plus minutes to our work. We work for the same company, different locations, but in the same neighborhood. We're moving it on Saturday. Well, we told our grandma this, and since it's just been, oh, you have till the end of the month, and, well, who's gonna watch baby? Her dog, we were originally going to watch her while she goes on a trip. Well, I visit your aunt. Now I can't go on my trip, and other things like that. Did I miss something? Like you told us not to wait till the last minute, and now you don't want us to go? What the freak? Plus, Ash even offered to stay at my grandma's to watch the dogs, and she agreed. I don't understand what her problem is. She wanted us out, but now wants us to stay? You gotta love somebody who just can't make up their mind. 
I feel like with somebody like this, you can never do right in their eyes, whether it's something that they wanted, they'll find something to complain about, and then if you do something you want, they'll definitely find something to complain about. I would say maybe the reasonable thing is just try to keep your distance. Our next story is from DannyBoy8655, entitled Mother Decides What We Do On My Birthday. So for context, this was many years ago, so my memory may be a bit fuzzy. This story starts on the 5th of August, 2015. Me and my family, entitled mother, entitled sister, nice sister and nice brother, were in our car going to my favorite trampoline park at the time. I can't remember what it was called, so I'll call it Tramp Park. All was well until entitled sister said, Where are we going to eat? I'm hungry. I was surprised because she would usually complain and demand we go to McDonald's or something. Entitled mother says, we're going to insert her least favorite restaurant here. I can't remember the name. Entitled sister said, what? I thought OP chose McDonald's. I don't want to go to the restaurant or tramp park. Entitled mother says, okay, darling, where do you want to go? I say, hold on. Entitled sister doesn't get to choose. I do. It's my birthday after all. Entitled mother says, I don't care if it's your birthday or not. Your darling sister doesn't want to go, so we're not going. At this point, I'm furious. My mother just completely disregarded my birthday to please my spoiled brat of a sister. I then had the worst birthday of my life. I forgot the rest of the conversation, so sorry about that. And my entitled mother still asks me why I moved over to my dad's house and blocked her on all social media. Yeah, I feel bad for OP. Imagine getting promised and even are actively en route to things that you chose for your birthday. And just because one of your siblings that clearly your parent favors more says, I don't want to go there. They just put the car in 180 and go a whole different direction. By the way, what fast food place is your least favorite? When I was reading this story and I heard insert her least favorite restaurant here, the one that popped into my head was Long John Silver's. I'm just not that huge on seafood. But I'm kind of curious what your guys' would be. Let me know in the comments. Our next story is from Tiny Bubbles. I'm in the outfield. I love kids and I have three. The youngest one almost an adult. I was a school bus driver for 10 years. I know how to handle kids. On the bus they were my kids so to speak. And I had to lay down the law. But off work I go directly to the parent if there's a problem. We bought a house recently. The neighbors have two young boys. The family's big on baseball and have a batting cage that spans the length of my backyard. So lovely. But they barely use the batting cage. They use their front yard with our side yard as the outfield, baseball and soccer, towards a wall with a window. I read in my room and I have to change rooms when they're out there. They dumped all the rocks from a fish tank over there. All my plants got smashed. And oh my god, when the balls hit the gas line, it sounds like an earthquake. My significant other spoke with the parents, and it continued for a while, and then they parked their motorhome about four feet from our bedroom window, directly on the property line. I no longer have a view of the sky like I used to. The lighting's changed in our room, and almost all my plants have suffered over there. I know it's their property, but even a jerk would call it a jerk move to block someone's bedroom window when you have an RV strip already. The setup is so their kids can play basketball on the concrete strip. These people are so entitled that they knocked on my door when we moved in. I thought they were going to welcome us to the neighborhood. Instead, they told me that they didn't like the woman who had been at my house and I shouldn't let her back over. Vent over. 
I would definitely say it's worth a look into seeing where they can park the RV legally as far as regulations for that area goes. But if it's legal, I'm also kind of personally of the opinion that, like, yeah, it sucks, but they have every right to put the RV there. Like, I feel like you're totally fine to talk to them and try to reason with them, but like, yeah, it sucks, but they'd have a right to put it there. And frankly, as a kid that loved basketball personally, I would go nuts being able to play basketball on the concrete strip. So I'm probably just a little bit more biased in the situation. It literally all depends on the legality of that RV being there. And our final story of the day is by throw away a wish. My mom killed my fake baby. This happened in high school when I was like 16. Now I'm 26 and I'm still bitter about it because it wrecked my GPA. So when I was in high school, I was in home ec for the second year in a row. At my school, we had different levels of home ec. Like how there's a Spanish 1, Spanish 2, Spanish 3. So freshman year, you did the boiled egg baby experiment. But in the higher level class, we got these fancy robotic baby dolls. The dolls had sensors in them in different spots. The mouth, the back, the bottom. We got these key fobs that were sewed into the cloth diapers or built into bottles that when the baby would cry, we would put the fob across the sensor and the baby would stop crying. The baby also had a sensor in the neck that if the neck went too far back, it would register as a broken on your chart. We were assigned the babies for one weekend. At this time, I was in marching band and I had games on Friday nights. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to hear the baby cry over the crowd and the band. So I asked my mom to babysit. I showed her how all the key fobs worked and all that. She said she'd do it no problem. So I go to the game, do my marching band stuff. I go home. I get the baby back and my mom says that everything went well. I noticed when she gave it back that the baby did have some different baby clothes on and she said they'd gone over to my aunt's and the cousins had dressed the baby up but that she watched them. I got a little annoyed. I told her it wasn't a toy, that it was my grade. But she told me to calm down, so the rest of the weekend goes by. I take care of the baby, and I didn't miss anything. To be fair, I'd been watching kids since I was 14, and my job at the time was at a daycare. I got Fridays off for games, and they were closed weekends. So Monday rolls around, and we turn in the babies, and they print out our reports from the computer. I got like a really low score, like a 57 or something like that. I failed, that's for sure. I'm so mad because I didn't do anything wrong. I hadn't missed a thing. On the printout, it said that the baby's neck had broken like over 10 times, had been left in a dirty diaper like 8 times, and hadn't been fed around the same amount. To say I was shocked was an understatement. I know I wasn't the one who'd done, or I guess not done, any of that. So I obviously confronted my mom, outraged. She had tanked my grade and I was an A and B student. She denied the whole thing, and my stepdad tried to say it was me who did it and that I was just trying to push the blame on my mom because I didn't want to admit I did something wrong. So I went back to my teacher and asked her if she could print out another list of the infractions, except this time with timestamps on them. She said she could. I also asked that if I could get a letter from my parents saying that they had done all that stuff to the baby, that maybe she could pass me, and she said she'd have to see. So I get the paper, and sure enough, every infraction was in between the time I dropped the baby off with my mom and the time I picked them up after the game. I took the paper to my mom and confronted her. I remember my stepdad had the audacity to say I had faked it somehow. 
but I finally got her to admit that she had basically let the little cousins take it to their bedrooms and play with it like it was a baby doll, all while she and my stepdad got drunk with my aunt. They wrote the letter, and I got a C, but like I'm clearly still resentful, I basically swore that day to never trust my mom with my future kids. This was also when I started to wise up to just how bad my mom and stepdad's drinking was. I had been dealing with it, but been in denial since like the 8th grade. But that fall, it really just hit me how unreliable they were, and how much they prioritized their drinking over me. I don't know if this is going to be a very controversial opinion for me, but like, I feel like OP getting that result is kind of like the whole point of the like baby test, right? First of all, I think the home ec baby test thing is a little ridiculous, especially like if these kids who are going to high school are trying to sleep and the baby's going off in the middle of the night. Like it does teach good lessons, but it's a little extra, isn't it? But isn't the whole point that if you have this baby and you're supposed to be responsible and watching them, that you're not supposed to just hand your baby off to somebody and trust that they're going to take care of it? Like, yeah, you gave them to your parents, and your parents totally failed you, but isn't that the whole point of the assignment? Maybe I'm the one that's just being really mean and harsh, but if you gotta take care of your baby, you gotta take care of your baby, right? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.